Yo, what's up, everybody? Episode 151 of the High on Infinity podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob, and we got a great episode on the free today, folks. On today's episode, we're giving our expectation to season five of Cobra Kai coming out on Netflix this weekend, and then we're going to give you our expectations of what Marvel may announce at this weekend's D23 event. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes, that time we're getting everybody. Episode 151 of the Hound Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob. First time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. Like always, follow us on social media sites. Like us on Facebook at High on Infinity Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod. Or follow me, the host, on my personal accounts, Twitter and Instagram at SoYamAsian. And if you did not get all that, hit the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast. As our podcast social media sites and our podcast streaming platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. And last but not least, if you like what you hear, please leave a boy a five-star review on your preferred streaming platform. That would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. So, hope everybody's doing good. Had a good three-day weekend. If you had one, I'm doing pretty great myself. I had a three-day weekend. Sat around and relaxed. Watched a whole lot of college football and wrestling over this past weekend. So, I can't complain. Also, I was on my good friend's Tower Podcast, Stash House Podcast, earlier this week. Had a very great episode, talked a lot about wrestling, also good conversation as well. So check that out if you're into that kind of stuff or just want to support his podcast. Very good podcast. Once again, Stash House Podcast. I'm on this week's episode and the link will be in this week's episode bio. So check that out, like I said. And to keep this good wicked content rolling, got a very good episode for you. So this weekend, Cobra Kai is back. For their fifth season. A very good show might I add. One of the shows I finally watched during the pandemic. Like. Like I think summer of 2020 is when I started watching Cobra Kai. It's been one of those shows I've been wanting to watch. For a while now. But never got around to watch it. Then I finally sat down and watched it. And I was like damn. This is a good ass show. Yes it's a little campy at times. But it's based on the Karate Kid series from the 80s. And the 80s is full of just cheesiness and campiness. But like I said, if you don't know what Cobra Kai is, Cobra Kai is basically a spinoff series of the Karate Kid movies. And good thing about Cobra Kai, you don't need to see any of the Karate Kid movies to understand what's going on in the show. Because they do a good job of explaining things like when the character from the movies introducing the show, they show a clip of them from the movie. So you'd be like, oh, so they're from this movie or, or, or whatever like that. And the basic premise of Cobra Kai is basically... The bully from the first couple movies, Johnny Lawrence, in Cobra Kai, he's the hero or the protagonist. He's the guy we're supposed to root for in the show. And him and Daniel LaRusso, of course, the protagonist and the hero in the movies, their lives have changed drastically over like the past 30-something years. 
in the movies, Johnny was like this spoiled rich kid. Now he's like a down on a, a down on his luck guy who can't keep a job. And LaRusso, on the other hand, is not this successful car dealership owner. While in the movies, he came from like a single parent household while, you know, they were living on hard times. Then one night, Johnny saves a kid from a group of bullies. And that kid's name is Miguel. And he's like the main teenage character in the show. And he starts teaching them karate and later opens back up Cobra Kai. And when Daniel gets one of Cobra Kai opening back up, he tries to shut it down. And eventually opening up his own dojo, I think he opened it up. At the end of season one to, of course, you know, combat Cobra Kai. Granted, there's a lot of good things about the Cobra Kai TV show. You got the story, the characters, the action. But honestly, my favorite part about Cobra Kai is how petty Johnny and Daniel are toward each other for like the first three to four seasons. Like I said, it starts to wind down towards the end of season four, which ended with Cobra Kai winning the All-Valley Tournament for the second year in a row. The first time they won it, they were like this plucky underdog team. Now Cobra Kai's the bad guy like they were in the movies. In season one, they were just like this ragtag team who won it all. Or they won like the the singles competition, which means they won it all or something like that. And after they won, some of the people in Cobra Kai, the kids or teenagers in Cobra Kai, started to change. Hawk being the main one, he's probably my favorite character in all of Cobra Kai. Like his character arc from... Season one all the way to season four and that fight he had with Robbie at the end of season four. That was great. That was like a damn Tekken fight. Anyways, yeah, part uh, one of my favorite characters in the show, Hawk. And he turned basically heel at the end of season one, beginning of season two, all the way to the end of season three. And eventually Johnny's son, Robbie, gets involved in the story as well. So does LaRusso's daughter or Daniel LaRusso's daughter. Um, Her name escapes me at the moment. Uh, I think it's Sam. That's his, his daughter's name. Of course, she gets involved with uh, Miguel. Then she goes to Robbie, then back to Miguel. So naturally, Miguel and Robbie has beef. That leads into season two. The two dojos have beef. And basically, season two and season three is borderline gang warfare. When uh, um, Cobra Kai and uh, Daniel Russo's dojo encounter each other at all sites they did it like at a at a house party they did it at a like an arcade and of course they had a big ass fight at the end of season two at school or yeah like on the first day of school or whatever leading to robbie kicking daniel not, not 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 daniel he kicked miguel off the stairs basically paralyzing him for the first half of season three that's why i don't like robbie like i knew he he wasn't a good character he plays the whole oh he has such a hard life that's why he could do whatever he wants and gets away with it. Well, we don't get away with it because he goes to jail and like, what's the season? Yeah, season three, he goes to jail or juvenile detention center or whatever because uh, Daniel called the cops on him for basically being on the run after kicking Miguel off the second story in the school. Anyways, get a little, little sidetracked where I left off at. Yeah, so basically Miguel was paralyzed for the first half of season three and in season uh, three, Cobra Kai's full-fledged heel led by Crease. Johnny Sensei from the movies, he appears at the end of season one and basically part of the main cast up until this season. And he starts to take full control of Cobra Kai from Johnny because Johnny's teaching like basically kids who can't defend themselves how to defend themselves. But Crease is like he's like still in that survival of the fittest mindset. And he starts recruiting like football players, track stars, volleyball players, soccer players, athletes basically to join Cobra Kai. 
Then we end season three with Johnny and Daniel joining forces to beat Cobra Kai. And season four, Kreese brings this rich guy. I think his name is uh, I think his name is Terry. He has deep pockets, so he basically funds Cobra Kai. They have like all the top notch equipment or about to have all the top notch equipment in the valley and basically season four leads to the all valley tournament so basically so far the first four seasons of cobra kai lasts about a little over a year and at the end of season four cobra kai wins it and crease is framed by terry for assaulting somebody and now he's in jail and miguel is off to find his dad which leads us to season five two biggest storylines in the trailer first off cobra kai is like they're like a damn nfl football team now they got all the top-notch facilities, and they're expanding all across the valley. Another storyline in Cobra Kai Season 5 is Miguel. Once again, like I said, he's trying to find his dad, and Johnny is off to find him. I assume, judging by the trailer, he does come back. We get more Cobra Kai versus the good guys. We get another Miguel versus Robbie fight, and it looks like it's going to be all-out war this season, and I cannot wait to watch it. I'm going to try... And watch as much as I can over the weekend. Like I said on last week's episode, I will be out of town. But like I said, I will try my best to give you my Cobra Kai reactions or what I've seen so far next week. Okay, so this weekend is Disney's annual D23 event. Basically, their version of Comic-Con where they announce stuff they got coming out probably in the next couple years or so. And this is my first time talking about this event on the podcast I'm not going to talk about everything they're announcing, just the Marvel stuff. Well, but, but before the Marvel stuff, got to touch upon the Mandalorian season three. Like Jesus Christ, we've been waiting so long for season three of the Mandalorian. I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, but the Mandalorian is a really good show. I think the Mandalorian was like one of the first things they put on Disney Plus when it came out about like four years ago or whatever. And we've been waiting like two years for season three. Like, they got a lot of other Star Wars shows, but I'm not here for all that. I just want to see the damn Mandalorian. But season three is coming out, I think, in early 2023. So we should see a trailer at this event for this upcoming season. But now to the Marvel stuff. They had Comic-Con a couple months ago where Marvel showed up and showed out, announced the Phase 5 lineup and some of Phase 6 as well. Highlights, you got the two Avenger movies. Secret Wars and um, the Kang Dynasty, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Ant-Man 3, Captain America 4, and the Fantastic Four, just to name a few. And people were thinking, since Marvel was going to be at this event, are they going to go all out again and announce a whole bunch of stuff? So we're just going to go over some of the stuff that may be announced from Marvel at this D23 event. First up, the Fantastic Four, probably the most anticipated announcement. Of course, Fantastic Four was announced at Comic-Con coming out. November 2024, we saw a variant of Mr. Fantastic and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, so we should get the full lineup this weekend. Like I said when I talked about She-Hulk, it is rumored that one of the members of the Fantastic Four will be in the She-Hulk show. They could be revealed this week. If not, we'll know this weekend, hopefully. One rumor has been floating around is that, um, what's his name? Penn Badgley may be cast as Mr. Fantastic. He plays the main character on you on Netflix. Another good show. And if this is true, I like this casting a lot. We've seen him play the main character or we've seen him play the main character well on you. And I think he'll be a good Mr. Fantastic, kind of like an off the wall casting. Also, with the Fantastic Four, 
We'll probably see who's playing Doctor Doom as well, their most known villain or one of the most known Marvel villains. And he plays a big part in Secret War as well, so he'll play a big part in Phase 5 and Phase 6, I assume. Next up is the Thunderbolts, another big announcement. We should be getting the Thunderbolts lineup as well. I had the Thunderbolts at number 2 on my Phase 5 hype rankings list from a few weeks ago. And I saw rumors that Yelena from Black Widow and Hawkeye, that she will be the leader of the group. Don't got a problem with that. I think she'll be a great leader. Some people are like, why don't want or why don't they make a, what's his name? Not U.S. agent. Why won't they make Zemo the leader? We know Zemo can't be trusted and you got to have a leader you can trust. So I don't have a problem with Yelena taking up that mantle. And if you've been watching She-Hulk, they have been dropping hints on possibly who may be in this group and how many people will be in this group as well. First, in the last week's episode of She-Hulk, the Abomination got on parole. Just a coincidence, it happened right before the Thunderbolts lineup was announced. And he dropped a hint saying he has seven pen pals. For story continuity sake, I think his seven pen pals was like his seven lovers. But this may be just a foreshadowing on how many people will be in the Thunderbolts. So who will be the eight people that will make up the Thunderbolts? So we got Yelena in Abomination. That's two. We got Bucky, Zemo, Ghost, U.S. Agent. That makes it six. They'll probably get two surprise people. So we just got to wait and find out. Other stuff they may announce at this event, Phase 6. I think we're getting the rest of the Phase 6 lineup this weekend. So far, we only got three movies. Fantastic Four, Avengers Kane Dynasty, and uh, Avengers Secret Wars. And I looked at the Phase 6 release dates. There are 11 slots, so we know three of the movies or projects so far. So we got eight projects left to be announced. Some of the things that may be announced, me being selfish, I hope we get Shang-Chi 2 announced. I really like that movie. Arguably the best movie in Phase 4. And with the same director directing Avengers Kane Dynasty, we assume that Shang-Chi will be playing a major role in those movies. And if so, we got to see him before then. I think he'll show up in the Marvel's hell. <laughs> he may show up in She-Hope because those two things take place at the same time. Also, I think the Ten Rings is getting a show as well with his sister in charge, hinted by the post-credit scene of Shang-Chi. Also, it was announced that Okoye from the Black Panther movies will be getting a show as well. Some folks out there want a Scarlet Witch solo movie as well. We'll probably get maybe Deadpool 3 and some other X-Men stuff. Maybe a solo Wolverine project. They hinted at him in She-Hulk. And Disney, I think, posted him or posted a gift of him in their countdown to D23. Also, we saw a Spider-Man on the poster promoting this event, which got a lot of folks curious. And I want to say the Eagle Eye viewers on Twitter confirmed that it was Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man on the poster. So definitely... Have my attention set out on that. Also, we may see some trailers of some stuff coming out in the near future. Would it be surprised if we saw some more stuff from Black Panther 2? A long shot. We may see some stuff for Ant-Man 3 in the Marvels. Fingers crossed. But those are some of the things we may see at D23 over the weekend. I will definitely be checking social media to see what is announced. And I will be back on here next week to go over all of these announcements.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you for taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, and any other way you support the podcast. It truly means a lot to me. Like I say, I will not be here without you, the listener, and I thank you for that. So take care, be safe, and I will see y'all next time.